0: and how our instinct to always do everything we can to survive can sometimes get in the way of trying to develop ourselves spiritually. So to begin, at this time of year, we often have a lot of expectations on ourselves. And this could be around school, around a career, around our relationships. And I thought... This is the perfect time to introduce a great story from Ajahn Brahm on how the myth of we will be happy once we achieve XYZ is something that we need to be cognizant of because otherwise we're going to be trapped in always trying to reach happiness but never quite arriving there. So Ajahn Brahm talks about the story in his book who ordered the truckload of Doug. And he begins by talking about his childhood. When he was younger, his parents used to tell him, hey, maybe if you stopped playing so much soccer, you could put that energy into studying for your O-levels. And if you do really well on your O-levels, you'll be happy. And so he did. He complied. He listened to his parents. He studied very hard for his O-levels and did extremely well. And then a few years later, they told him, if you do really well on your A levels, which is the next set of exams before university, you will be very happy because you'll get into a great university and then your life will be set. And so he did that and he got into Cambridge. Go figure. Once he was at university, though, he realized that this is not the end of the story. He has to work really hard to actually graduate from university and only then would he qualify for a job so he worked really hard to graduate and to do well at university and he got a job and this is where he starts to go away from his experience and talks about how in life many of us don't end there in terms of our survival story or what we do to set ourselves up for happiness or for success. After graduating, a lot of people look for their new job. And then once they get their new job, they work really hard to do well in that new job so they can become an excellent spouse or partner because the next step is to settle down, find someone and get married. And then once you're married, you need a house, you need an apartment, you need a place to begin your family. And then once you find a place, you want to have some kids, and you want to make sure that their lives are great. And then once their lives are great, you're close to retirement. And then it's all about hoping that at least you'll die happy, and you can find happiness in the next life. Um, And I think Ajahn Brahm's point, and what he really explains well in the book as well, is sometimes, and this is very, this is, You know, undeniable. We need to put a lot of energy, everything that we have to survive. That is the human condition. We're always struggling to survive in one form or another. And what I like about the story is that it acknowledges that for many of us, we need that job. We need to do well in our studies. It's not a very good option for us to flunk out or to be distracted because these are the means for which we can feed ourselves. These are the means by which we can have sheltered, safe lives, and we can have a moment of peace by moving out and getting our own places, and perhaps also being able to support and house a partner um, and a family if that's what we want. But in participating in this story, this myth, this cycle, we forget that that happiness is not a destination that you can reach once you've achieved a certain set of achievements. It's just not something that comes about by achieving things. And I really like this story again, because unfortunately, that is how many of us are conditioned to think from what our parents told us, from what society teaches us. I think happiness for everyone is always the goal. But if we were to tell kids, and maybe this is why parents tell their kids these things that, hey, by the way, you need to do really well in school, but, you know, it's not going to make you happy. I think a lot of people would be turned off by from studying and they would just go off and do other things. Um, And, you know, like, I don't really want to say that like studying is the end all be all, but it's not a bad way to get into a good university to get that job so you can at least financially support yourself um, and live and survive. But if all we're doing is surviving, if all we're doing is just thinking about how we can reach that next achievement, that next high, that next wave of progress that inevitably needs to come into our lives for us to feel better about ourselves, if this is all that we have, then we're essentially going to be empty and spiritually and, um, empty for the rest of our lives because we're not really engaging or allowing ourselves to be happy. We're not allowing ourselves to even seek or look for or search for happiness or even question what happiness really is in our lives. Um, and I think this is where trying to survive can really be detrimental to our long-term happiness because if the voice in your head and the overwhelming drive that you have in life is just to survive, to just get to that next peak, to get to that next mountain, to achieve that next goal, if that is the only thing in your life that you have, that, that is how you organize your life, you're going to miss out on being able to actually walk the spiritual path because the spiritual path truly begins when you start to question this myth and you start to realize that, actually, I did go to a great university and turns out I'm not very happy because of that. Or I got a great job and you know what? The high has worn off. I'm no longer really all that happy, but it doesn't make me happy anymore. And this is not to say that working to survive is unnecessary or a bad thing. Absolutely not. Working to survive is a very important part of life. And oftentimes it's only when people can get that job, move out, and have a place to themselves, that's often for many the first time in their lives that they have complete control over their environment and surroundings and you can cut away toxic people and you can make better choices for yourself because you're free of all those other influences that have permeated your life, whether those those be friends or family or just influences that didn't really jive well with you. But if that is all we have and that is all we allow ourselves to focus on, we miss out on the potential rewards of actually asking ourselves, are we really happy? Does this job and does this life that I'm leading make me happy? And if not, how can I be happy? How can I start listening to myself more? How can I start being more aware of my life? How can I start understanding the kind of person that I am and move towards the kind of person or the feeling or the experience that I want instead? And this is where your spiritual journey truly begins. When you start letting go of all the expectations that you've put on yourself and that other people have put on you, and you start exploring what else you can be and how happiness is not something that just comes about by achieving certain things. Happiness is something that comes about by being still and by listening to yourself and being aware of how certain activities and experiences invoke different feelings in you. And then once you feel those things, you start to see the world differently And then you start to live differently as well. And of course, this is a giant oversimplification of what happiness really is. In fact, for me, personally speaking, we talk a lot about happiness. But happiness is not something that anyone can truly describe. It's something you experience. And all Buddhism and Buddhist philosophy really talks about is that it is up to you to make the decision to stop engaging in the myth of survival as well as the drive of survival. To to consciously take yourself out of the rat race for even just a moment and ask yourself, Am I happy? Do I want to be happy? Am I going to allow myself to explore what happiness is? All Buddhism and Buddhist, Buddhist philosophy does, is create a scaffolding for what this journey looks like and what this journey could be like. It's just a map and it's up to you to walk those steps and to follow those directions in order to get to a place where you can feel happy and you can recognize that emotion within yourself and feel much more content and much more satisfied than if you were not to embark on that spiritual journey. So, I think the overall premise and the overall feeling and thought and goal that I would love for you to walk away with is to ask yourself Is all I've been doing surviving? Is there space in my life for more than just survival, or more than just work, or more than just taking care of my kids? For more than just taking care of my spouse or my parents or making sure other people are okay? Is there a space in my life for my own happiness? And if so, how can I use that time wisely in order to truly invest in my spiritual path and my spiritual growth and give myself the energy and the time and the resources to truly search for my happiness and take those steps so that at the end of my life I know that I've actually invested in my happiness without having to wait and for other things or more things to be achieved. Because at the end of the day happiness is not something that comes about by achieving certain things. It simply isn't. And survival alone is not enough to be happy. We have to go beyond that and give ourselves permission to walk the spiritual path and to take ourselves away from the expectations of survival, even just for a moment, to question and to explore what happiness really means for us on a deeper level. And with that thought, that concludes this week's episode. Again, the new year can be a good and a bad or even neutral time for many of us. And I hope that this year, if you want, if this is what you desire, you're able to take some time away from survival and put that into thriving in your spiritual path instead. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back. The new episode soon. Take care, everyone, and stay safe out there.